Michael Tracy, it's uh, great speaking with you. Yeah, good to, good to be with you. Michael, do you have uh, concerns about uh, Merrick Garland's record on civil liberties, uh, his ACLU record on Fourth Amendment cases, and do you expect there to be any pushback on Garland's nomination on civil liberty grounds? Uh, taking into account uh, he's presented as a moderate, which is more palatable to uh, Senate Republican votes? Well, I think whenever there's this bipartisan consensus around the alleged acceptability of a nominee or a piece of legislation or really anything in the political domain, there should be like an automatic presumption of concern. And you have Republican senators almost unanimously praising Garland in addition to Democrats, some of whom aren't even particularly concerned with his record so much as his nomination to attorney general is a kind of payback for what happened with his uh, nomination to the Supreme Court in 2016, which was, as we know, uh, blocked to an unprecedented degree by uh, Senate Republicans. But, you know, the civil liberties concerns, I think, stem from his record as a prosecutor in the 90s. And they've made a point, meaning Garland and his supporters and some of the media chroniclers of his nomination of tying his role now to his uh, as prospectively as attorney general to his role in the 90s in prosecuting Timothy McVeigh and uh, basically overseeing large elements of the Oklahoma City bombing case and there was a piece of legislation passed in uh, 1996 that uh, derived from the experience of prosecuting the Oklahoma City uh, culprits that really upended expectations that had been enshrined in American law around habeas corpus. It was called the death penalty. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't have the exact uh, title of the, the bill off the top of my head, but it's easily Googleable and, um, uh, you know, Garland's then as a judge on the, the federal bench routinely invoked that to uh, to reject uh, habeas corpus petitions. And so that, that was really a precursor or a harbinger of um, the Patriot Act, which uh, dealt with uh, purportedly foreign threats, although after the, the Patriot Act was in law, was uh, instated into law, we later learned that it was used for such things as enforcing drug prohibitions and nothing to do with counteracting al-Qaeda or protecting the homeland from, from foreign terrorist threats, but giving law enforcement the tools to do stuff that they wanted to do anyway, but now under the auspices of national security. Um, and so uh, Garland is in very much in line with that, that, that mindset, and I think he's eagerly assuming the, the mantle of prosecuting what's being called uh, the, the insurrection of January 6th. Uh, he's saying that he's going to assist legislators in determining what remedies are allegedly necessary to, for example, uh, more heavily regulate the internet to uh, prevent the kind of organizing which they claim led to the uh, the, the "Quote unquote insurrection," and uh, the the fact that you have 
Republicans and Democrats forging a consensus as to the desirability of Garland's uh, nomination shows that when people are when nominees are given the quote moderate label, you can be an extremist in the issue on the in the area of civil liberties, meaning you can be in favor of obliterating habeas corpus. You can be uh, in favor of not granting the most basic uh, Fourth Amendment protections to defendants if they're charged with some purportedly terroristic offense. Uh, but you could still be labeled a moderate if you're not a partisan bomb thrower, but you're still doing, you're taking actions which solidify uh, you know, the consensus of the political class. So that's the way in which I would view this uh, application of the term uh, moderate to, to, to Garland. And yes, it should uh, definitely arouse uh, concern. Uh, can you uh, go into the statements uh, from Garland on the investigation into the Capitol Hill riots? Uh on the forces that gave rise, the overall scope of the investigation, and uh, implications on civil liberties? Well, Garland affirmed that he was expecting an expansion of the insurrection, quote-unquote, investigation now beyond where it's already gone. So now you have something like 200 or so individual uh, prosecutions, but every now and then you're getting these superseding indictments, charging additional layers of conspiracy. Uh, some of the initial prosecutions were for you know, disrupting uh, government activity or trespassing kind of more lower level crimes. But you know the DC uh, US attorney was clear in the immediate aftermath of the uh, of January 6th that the department was going to be devoting unlimited resources to potentially even charging seditious sedition as a conspiracy and that would be that would have a whole host of similarities considerations i mean it 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 brings to mind like the Woodrow Wilson era and uh, but it's being you know uh, radically radically stepped up um uh, one thing Garland did say that he was is that he was eager to help uh, Chris Coons, who was a senator on the committee that was uh, overseeing Garland's confirmation hearing. Coons asked Garland if he uh, would assist Congress in helping craft legislation around, quote, misinformation and incitement online, which apparently is a top priority for Democrats in this new Congress. And if Garland is not somebody who is renowned for his civil liberties record, in any event, if he's now providing guidance as to what constitutes criminal incitement on the internet, that could lead to some very stifling uh, legisl legislative initiatives, and it helps if you know, the Justice Department and, by extension, the Biden administration overall is behind that. Um, but you know, overall, there seems to be unanimity behind this idea of domestic extremism or domestic terrorism now being the paramount threat. Uh, that society faces, and we need to marshal all the resources of the federal uh, law enforcement and intelligence apparatus in curtailing that threat. And Garland is a perfect choice if you are wanting to to intensify that effort. Uh, it, however, if you're wary of it, he's uh, an unsettling choice. Uh, you you mentioned uh, Garland's uh, role in helping Congress potentially help Congress craft legislation to combat combat misinformation and incitement online. Uh, do you expect a much more aggressive regulation of the Internet to combat 
domestic uh, terrorism, and do you expect the Senate to pass a domestic terrorism act? Uh, the specific legislation, the one that was proposed last year, and uh, potential legislation, and how would you compare a domestic terrorism bill proposed to the Patriot Act under the Bush era? Well, Adam Schiff proposed uh, or sponsored a bill in August of 2019 after the El Paso Walmart shooting to essentially amend the criminal code such that domestic terrorism and foreign terrorism were to be interchangeable, or he wanted to uh, enact a, new, uh, a law to make domestic terrorism a standalone offense that would enable prosecutors to accrue additional powers in their investigative activities. And of course, it was always the case that doing what the El Paso shooter did, meaning taking a gun into a Walmart and committing an indiscriminate mass shooting, it's not as though prosecutors lacked for the uh, relevant statutes to prosecute that crime. But there was a political imperative behind Schiff's uh, rationale and making it a specific uh, new criminal offense that could then be broadened out into a whole host of different investigative uh, action. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see if that bill gets reintroduced. Uh, but there seems to be at least, a, at the very least, an appetite for it in the Democratic caucus. Uh, and uh, in part, you can relate this to the impeachment uh, exercise that we that that uh, that was undertaken after the insurrection. I mean, it was deliberate that the that the Democrats chose to make the one high crime and misdemeanor that they were going to accuse Trump of uh, in relation to the the Capitol riot um, incitement of insurrection, and they used that term incitement deliberately and. Incitement is very narrowly circumscribed in the criminal code, uh, such that the, the bar is extremely high to criminally charge an ordinary citizen with uh, insightful speech. And granted, the impeachment proceeding was not a criminal trial or a criminal proceeding, but it does alter kind of the fabric of federal governance, given that there are only been, only ever been four impeachments in history and two or 50 percent over the the uh the most recent president so you know given the momentum around this expanded conception of incitement uh, it would not be surprising for that to be applied in the regulatory schemes that are cooked up in terms of uh, more stringently more stringently policing the internet for potential speech that is deemed harmful or you know likely to further the quote insurrection or cause violence and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, all you have to do is look at the Democrats uh, in Congress's uh, priorities and what they're say, saying must be done with immediacy to, to know that they are going to pursue these uh, pursue these options uh, quite vigorously. And there's also a political incentive there in that if they have, if they have Trump and Trump's followers and uh, people who may, they declare share a similar violent ideology always kind of looming on the horizon as sort of then that's a a foil they can use to sort of demand uh, conformity with their uh, their agenda and their proposals. So there's a lot of factors at play that make it kind of a political no-brainer for them to to uh, to continue uh, calling for these measures. Uh, Michael, is there anything else you'd like to add? And do you expect Garland to be confirmed? Uh, I do expect Garland to be confirmed. I mean, you have plenty of Republicans, more than enough already signaling unambiguously that they will support him and uh you know the one thing i would add is people should remain cognizant 
and you're interested in the protection of civil liberties, just go read the ACLU report, which I think you referenced in the in the introduction, uh, as to Garland's nomination for the Supreme Court uh, uh, vacancy in 2016. I mean, there was a very negative and critical um, account of his his civil liberty, civil liberties record, and uh, you know that's that's going to uh, be extremely convenient for. Uh, those who think that uh, an all-out show of state force is required to to suppress this allegedly insurrectionist threat. So, uh, I would just add that people, if you, if you're you know cross partisan lines, whatever your affiliation, you know, civil liberties ought not to be a strictly tribal or partisan issue. Um, and so, it, it I think be, would behoove everybody to to remain aware of of what's being done. Uh, with uh, KCSB News, uh, this is Robert Stark.